It is the afternoon cruise. I'm here chatting with Jason Fabus. He's back in town playing a show at the Dunsmore Room at Crooners, 6.30 p.m. on Friday. Jason is a saxophonist and vocalist, and both of those parts of his talent are going to be on display on Friday night. Jason, thank you for swinging by Jazz 88. What up, Sean? Thanks for having me, man. Oh, man, it is my pleasure. Now, I got a little bit of the life story of Mr. Jason Fabus as you were coming into the studio, but you were raised in Milwaukee, did about five years here in the Twin Cities, studied under the incomparably inspiring Phil Hay and Dean Sorensen. Yes. Did a little bit of teaching and then slid over to Long Beach to get a master's and they're sticking in Los Angeles at the time. That sounds right. All right. Now, what has you back in town besides for just the allure of getting to play at Crooners? Well, I always like to come back to the Midwest, uh, specifically just to see family and catch mm. up. But in recent years, it's been more important to also uh, attach the Twin Cities to that, just to like reconnect with, uh, you know, alumni and old friends, my teachers. Mm -hmm. And uh, more recently, I've been hearing all about crooners as being one of like the new spots in town. And I wanted to check it out. And uh, I was very lucky to just reach out and get a night booked. It's, yeah. I don't think you're going to be disappointed. This is a, they're a really cool set of rooms and something that I hear musicians raving about all the time. So I think you're going to be in good hands on Friday night. You're also sort of uh, playing, not in the exact same physical location, but right after you're done, uh, our mutual friend Adam Meckler and his orchestra are playing as well, right? Yeah, I actually met Adam. He was doing his master's degree at Minnesota, and we became friends then. He was kind of like a big brother to me. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was talking to him about setting up a show at Crooners, it, we basically found out that we had been booked on the same night and we're like, well, we might want to tag team and uh, join forces on this. So they actually, uh, the management at Crooners has been nice enough to have like promo codes. Yeah. So if you want to buy a ticket to both shows, you're going to be able to get a discount if you use the promo codes. I gotcha. Oh, uh, now Jason Fabus, you are kind of a rare breed. I mean, Camille Thurman comes to mind, but there's not a lot of folks who are sort of at the professional level doing saxophone and vocals. It's not wildly common. How did you come to to embrace both disciplines and, and bring both disciplines onto the stage with you? Yeah, it's kind of hard to play saxophone and sing at the same time. So <laughs> I, I pigeonholed myself there. <laughs> but uh, in more recent years, I've, I've always been practicing piano and trying to get better at that yeah. and learning songs that way. And ever since I was a kid, I've been listening to singers. So right. it's like, it's always crept into my professional life. And in the last few years now, it's really been hitting. So I got to sing and play. Now, it's interesting. It's it's cool to hear that you listen to singers growing up. I think a lot of instrumentalists thought there wasn't much to be learned from singers. I, I know meet a lot of young players who kind of, you know, know what kind of reeds John Coltrane used and don't know <laughs> a song that Ella Fitzgerald sang. You, you were different. You always saw the value in listening to singers? Yeah, specifically Nat King Cole comes to mind, yeah. Frank Sinatra, um, and most recently, uh, great songwriter Matt Dennis, who I've been studying his music and starting to sing his songs as well. And we're in a little bit going to be hearing a tune of, penned by Matt Dennis, performed by you called Violets for Your Furs, right? Yeah, which also Coltrane's got a great version of that. So I think like, in essence, more horn players should listen to more singers and more singers should listen to horn players. Ding. That, that, is, <laughs> that, that is the website quote for this particular yeah. article. Now we got Minnesota musicians who shine all around the globe. When you're out in Los Angeles, do you find yourself brushing shoulders with fellow Minnesota musicians? Yes. Uh, in fact, the Midwest is represented very well in, in SoCal. I think a lot of people either have moved out there or they come through town all the time. So we're all staying connected. Got you. That, well, that, that's a beautiful thing. And uh, you spent, you said about 2007 to 2012, you were going to University mm -hmm. of Minnesota and, and in there. What do you miss about being in the Twin Cities? It's a special place. It's a special place to be a musician. It's clearly a place that you like to come back to. What did you like about being here? 
You wouldn't believe this, you know, living in Southern California where the weather's so nice, <laughs> but I miss, I, I'll say this, I miss the community that mm. uh, embraces the seasons. There's yes. something about that. Everybody's still connected with the changing seasons and you don't see that in SoCal so much. I always think about that, that first day when you like find out that your neighbors got a tattoo or see their full hair for the first time. Cause you've been just like hidden, <laughs> hidden in hats for the last, you know, six months. I go, they don't have this in California. They don't have that. Oh, term. they don't understand. I've right. told people like when we, when we were kids and that first 40 degree day would come in like April, we'd all have like short sleeves on and yeah. shorts on. They're like, what? Yeah. Yeah, 40, different. De- 40 degrees, I have to put on two <laughs> tennis sweaters. That's that, yeah. that's the vibe, and it's a little different here. Uh, now, uh, you're going to be on stage, Crooners, on Friday. What can folks expect out of that performance? Who's going to be on stage with you? What are you going to be doing? It's going to be a really intimate evening. We have a trio. So I'll be sitting uh, for some songs at the piano. They mm-hmm. have a great Steinway in that room. And I'll uh, also have my saxophone with me, and I'll be singing. Uh, and joining me is... Graydon Peterson, who's a staple in this scene on bass, and then my former mentor at uh, Minnesota, Mr. Phil Hay on drums, going to be with us. Got you. So you're going to be doing some stuff where it's just bass, drums, and a little saxophone, right? Yeah, it'll be intimate. Kind of the Sonny Rollins. I got the, there's a great yeah, yeah. record from the Village Vanguard where it's that same line. Oh, not, yeah. Not common, but spectacular. Now, you're doing the, the classic Minnesota double dip. This isn't the only time you grace a stage in the Twin Cities. What do you got going on on Monday night? Oh, yeah. So for friends who can't see us on Friday, uh, you can catch me again with a great trumpeter, Mr. Jake Baldwin, uh, and also Graydon and Phil. And we're going to be playing quartet at Jazz Central Studios on Monday, 8 p.m. All right. We've been chatting with Jason Fabus. He's back in town uh, playing in the Dunsmore Room at Crooners, 630 on Friday. Jason, I really appreciate you swinging through Jazz 88. Before we press play on this rendition of Violets for Your Furs, anything you want to share about this particular performance? This was just me, uh, my first go at it, uh, recording myself at the piano and singing, and uh, it was received very well, so I hope everybody enjoys this uh, lovely tune. The algorithm gods like this one, is that right? Yeah, we hope so. Uh, All right, (laughs) Jason Fabus, Violets for Your Furs. Have a good show on Friday and Monday, my friend. Thank you, brother.